Hello, and welcome to episode 180 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, some rarity shifts in the new set and some like uh, interesting reprints. Uh, so... Yeah, that is our that is our big topic for today. <laughs> yeah, super exciting. We really hadn't talked too much about uh, Double Masters Two, uh, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, maybe what we are or are not excited for, and then, like Brian said, a little bit of rarity shift stuff. Maybe something in the middle about uh, Double Masters Two v Commander Legends Two. I yeah. don't know. We'll see how froggy we get. The year of the electric boogaloo. Just yeah. everything too. Everything too. So as I said last week, um, if you've got some show ideas for us or some things that you're interested in and you want to hear our opinions on, please reach out to us and on social media. All of our links are in the description below. Uh, Wizards has like kind of stopped making like sets that go into standard and modern uh, for yeah. a time. So, or even Explorer Pioneer. Yeah. They're like, yo, here's this cool Explorer format. And we're like, thank you. Are you going to give us new cards? No. No. Oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. So if you've got anything, uh, please let us know. Because mm-hmm. like we're 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 a little struggling. We're gonna we're gonna revisit an old set here before too long. But we gotta sure. yes, if you got anything that you want to hear about, uh, please uh, reach out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can do that in a bunch of different ways. They're all linked in the description, all mm-hmm. of our social media stuff. There's a link to our Discord in there, our email, all of that stuff. Uh, come join our Discord, send us messages. We really want to know what you think. Uh, so do that. If you guys want to support the show, there's a couple different ways you can do that as well. Uh, the first is through our TCG Player affiliate link. If you're looking to pick up any cards, head on over to tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Anything you purchase after following that link will get a percentage up to help keep the show going. And if you guys want to support us a little bit more directly, you can go to patreon.com slash casual tryhardmtg and chip a couple bucks in. All that money goes right to us, uh, helps pay for our hosting fees and all the extra stuff that we do. Um, Patrons get access to our show notes and access to our pre-show. And they also get put on my mailing list. I uh, got a bunch of messages thanking me for my latest mailing. I thought they were pretty cool. I hope hope you guys all like them. Um, so if you want to be part of that, head on over to patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG and chip a couple bucks in. Um, speaking of extra things that we do, we've got our next tournament uh, scheduled. It's going to be Standard Artisan, uh, July 23rd, 8 p.m. East Coast time. It's a Saturday. Uh, it's going to be best of three, and artisan. In case you're not aware, is commons and uncommons. So anything that is currently legal in standard at common or uncommon can be in your deck. Um, sometimes these artisan formats will limit you to like just a playset of uncommons or two playsets of uncommons. No limits. Um, we're not doing any sort of limit on ours. So all commons and uncommons, as long as it's at common or uncommon in standard, you can play it. Um, there should be a link in the description if you want to head on over to mtgmelee.com and sign up. Uh, the link, I believe I also posted it in our Discord also. So you can go there and follow the link as well. Or you can just go to mtgmelee.com, um, either search Casual Tryhard MTG or search for, I think I think there's an artisan tag. You can do that also. Mm-hmm. 
And then August, we haven't set a date yet, but August is going to be Artisan Brawl. So pick a uncommon commander, and then your deck can't have any rares or mythics in it. And yep. that's it. And uh, go nuts. Yep. Obviously, Brawl is just going to be best of one. There's no way to do a best of three there. Um, but I think that it'll be fun, too. Should Agreed. be cool. Agreed. Yep. Something different, right? Yep. Think yeah, I mean, a- I, I kind of like doing these wacky tournaments. We talked about it a little bit in the pre-show about how, um, like, the traditional formats seem like as soon as Wizards gets their hands into them, they get less fun. So I like doing these weird ones that, Wizards you know, there's not really break. an... Yeah, there's not really, like, an established meta. There's nobody monkeying with it. It's just kind of having fun, doing doing whatever you're going to do. Just enjoying ourselves. Strange, yep. I know. <laughs> Wild. Wild. Not normal behavior. Yep. So, yeah. So that is what we're what we got coming up. I mean, I like the the fact that we're playing for like just bragging rights is like infinitely better than playing on the ladder. Absolutely. Infinitely better. Uh, if you like play island. And then, like, play a Spectral Sailor at the end of turn, I will not just snap scoop. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll, I'll be like, all right, I should probably try to win this one. Like, yeah. I don't want this person to just go, like, oh, the host of the podcast snap scoop to Spectral Sailor twice. <laughs> uh, it's like, okay. <sighs> Note to self, to play this. Spectral Sailor. Yeah, exactly. Traumatize me. Like, yep. nope, I'm out. Spectral Sailor, yep. I'm out. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about, like, unfortunately, like we've talked about, Wizards has decided that uh, they don't want to give us uh, any new cards for Standard. We're set. Or basically any other format, right? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> so I mean... Commander, you they, get cards for Commander, and I guess technically cards for Legacy, even though they're not really Legacy playable, but... Uh, you, you do... Have you heard about the uh, the new broken card in Legacy? No, what's that? Displacer Kitten. Oh, yeah. I, I heard people talking about it during previews. I hadn't seen any recent. Um, Brian Koval won, uh, won an event this weekend with 80-card Yorian Displacer Kitten. Oh, okay. Um, and Anzid was playing it on a video he posted like last week. I was watching a little bit of it today. Basically, you can just like get infinite Teferi activations mm-hmm. or infinite Narset activations. Right, you need like a Mishra's Bobble. Mm. And like Mishra's Bobble, Displacer, Kitten, and Teferi. You just draw your entire deck. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I'll throw three Displacer Kittens in here and I can just like sometimes fall backwards into I win the game. Which is a pretty <sighs> nice thing to fall backwards into. What a world, man. If I told you like four years ago that people were going to be playing 80 card blue-white. Oh, uh, with- yeah. Uh, I mean, these these decks <laughs> are all Jeskai. Yeah. Oh, 80, they're Jeskai. 80 card Jeskai because they have a flying snake bird mm-hmm. in their sideboard. I've been like, no, that seems dumb. Why would anyone ever do that? Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. It's the, on- it's the only thing to do. Yeah. It's the only mm-hmm. thing to do. It's the like, noodler. Oh. <laughs> the noodler. So <laughs> how'd your match go? Got noodled. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. 
It's like, I know exactly what that means. I got noodled. Moving on. Yep. I, I won't make you relive it. You got noodled. 80 Fuck. card noodle pile. <laughs> what did you lose to? Noodle pile. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. So I got noodled, man. Traumatizing. Traumatizing. Yeah. Uh, what what are what are snakes? Uh, danger noodles. Danger noodles. Yeah. Exactly. I got danger noodled. Yeah. All right. So, uh, the the only, like the interesting things from uh, the new Double Master set is they did have some interesting reprints and mm-hmm. some uh, interesting arts. Um. We talked last week about the EV, and mm-hmm. the EV has held pretty high. Yeah. Um, did you see uh, the Rudy video from, I guess, this weekend? I did not. I unfortunately had to work this weekend, so oh, I didn't yeah, have a whole lot right, of time to right, spend. Right. A... Um, basically, it was the it was it was once every few years. There's a product that like stores can actually make money on oh yeah and this, this is, is one product. of them because people are getting all their orders canceled uh, all their pre-orders are getting canceled and you know some of it might be people are legitimately losing their allocations because it sounds like people are not mm-hmm. uh getting as many uh uh card or boxes as they thought they were going to and yeah. some of it might be i pre-sold this for 250 Another four hundred or whatever. I can, yeah, I can sell it for three fifty. Yeah. Uh, I need to cancel this order. Yep. So that's uh, not not great. I mean, I guess it's great if you're the store and you're making all this money. I wonder how long the EV is going to hold because uh, the EV is a lot of it is kind of like on the back of some high value mythics. Um, I don't know, like the the mythics. I'm assuming you're speaking of. I don't know how much the value is going to tank on them because they're the first printings or first reprints ever. Fair, and like it's the price is going to go down some, but then people are going to start wanting to put them in their deck. Yeah, right. Like I couldn't play an Imperial Seal because it was five hundred dollars. Right now it's a hundred dollars, and I guess I'll buy a hundred dollar Imperial Seal. Yeah, I mean, realistically, it might drive the prices up because if, you know, if you were just, I mean, not up to $500, but if you were, you know, had your eye on Imperial Seal, but couldn't justify spending $500 on it and it gets reprinted, like maybe it's $100 now, but that card you've been drooling over for years, would you spend $200 on it? Uh, Well, Imperial Seal previewed at 100 and mm-hmm. was up to two fifty in pre-orders. Okay. It went up one hundred fifty dollars yeah. in pre-orders. So there so. is going to be some of that. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, but uh, so that's you know that's what's been going on with that. So what are the what are the neat cards or the interesting things coming out of Double Masters? Uh, well, we mentioned uh, Imperial Seal, and there's another one that's a. Um... A reprint from one of the, uh, what you call it? Um, uh, Portal Three Kingdoms. That's it. The Portal sets is a Warrior's Oath. That's mm-hmm. like two mana, take an extra turn, lose at the end of the turn or something like that. Is it's, that what it is? Yeah, it's just Final Fortune. Yeah. Red, red, 
take an extra turn, then lose the game. Yeah. Um, also, never had a reprint, so super expensive just because of scarcity. Um, Portal was like a super small print run, like niche set that like most stores didn't even get any of. So it was hard to get. And it, it's from like way back in Magic's past. So like from like 99 or something, 2000, somewhere in there. Um, yeah, Three Kingdoms might have been around there. I remember like back when I used to play, I remember the original Portal being out and that mm-hmm. would have been like 96 or 97, I think. Yeah. So 99 is probably right for Three Kingdoms. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. Let's see. Um, um, oh, man, am I good. May 1999. 99. There you go. Back back when they're like, let's make magic simpler by not having instants. <laughs> That'll make it easier to teach people the game, right? It, it will. It will. Kind of. Yeah. So. Um, there are a couple other cards that I thought were unique that aren't necessarily, you know, $500 mythics or whatever. Um, this is the first reprinting of Food Chain. Other than like a judge foil, I think. Mm-hmm. So that was a card that was very overdue for a reprint. That should make a whole bunch of EDH nerds happy. And uh, you got a funny story about food chain, don't you? Oh, I do. So one, not just EDH nerds. Like that's one of the cards that I was like, ooh, food chain. Like yeah. that's a card I don't have. Um, so we were playing uh, the team tournament in Baltimore. It was uh, me, Cameron. And the oft-mentioned, better still be listening, listener Anthony. Yep. Uh, and I was in the Legacy seat playing the only Legacy deck that matters, uh, Green Black Turbo <laughs> Depths. Uh, Cameron, that we did. Cameron was playing Red White Prison, mm-hmm. and Anthony was playing Mardu Vehicles, and we're, gosh, were we like we might have been like. Uh, like four and one or something. It was later in the tournament, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing against Food Chain with like the Mist Hollow Griffin combo. Yeah. So like you exile Mist Hollow Griffins and you can cast them from exile and then you just like cast them, sack it, and you can cast them all, generate infinite mana, and then you usually Emrakul. Mm-hmm. So like I am 100% dead. I know this, and so um, I play a Pithy Needle on Food Chain, and then there's a judge call, and the judge comes over. We have to fix something. Oh, I think I know what it was. Uh, my opponent, Vendillion, clicked me, and mm-hmm. instead of putting the card on the bottom, I discarded it. Oh. Uh, so they call over to fix the, the screw-up from the Vendillion. Fine. Yep. And um, then my opponent's like, Judge... Can you please explain to my opponent that Pithing Needle doesn't work on Food Chain? Because Food Chain's the main ability. And I just looked right. my opponent dead in the face and said, I know. I want to see if you did. <laughs> and he lost his mind. He got heated. <laughs> his teammate had to calm him down. Like, dude, that's a reasonable play. What, what do you would mean you would know if I knew? I, I was dead. I wanted to see if you knew I was dead. Play to your outs. Yeah, man. If he didn't realize that you can't, that, like, I can't. Uh, pithing needle on food chain doesn't work then <laughs> i win because he doesn't he doesn't combo me out right. and if he does know that that works i know for the next game slash i also 
he just thinks I'm an idiot. Doesn't know I'm playing like <laughs> you know playing three dimensional chess over here. That's right. But like he got mostly. Like, oh yeah, I know. I just want to see if you did, and just so yeah. But food chain, a card that like is not good in legacy, but for some reason I'm like I have missed holographins. I should have food chains. <laughs> but like, yeah, I'm, it depends on how much they are. We talked about this in the pre-show, like. It used to be like when cards would get cheap like this, you'd be like, oh, I got to buy them in case I want to play Food Chain or fill in the blank deck. Yeah. And it's like, well, they might just reprint it next month. Unfortunately. And and also, like, I don't want to, like, I've not played a Magic game in paper in a while, and Mm -hmm. uh, it's even harder to get a Legacy game. Oh, absolutely. When am I going to have a chance to play Legacy Food Chain? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But. Food chain, good times. Can't pith a needle in. <laughs> yeah, so don't try. I mean, I think I have. Desperate. I think I have two food chains. Nice. Like they were not too expensive, and they got like ridiculously expensive. Yeah, I'm sure they they have fallen. Right. Um, we also have Concordant Crossroads Speaking getting a reprint. Of reprinting it the next month. Yeah, it was just in a secret lair. Mm-hmm. Just caught a reprint there, and now it's being reprinted again. I mean, it's fine. It wasn't, hadn't been reprinted since Chronicles, I don't think. So yeah. it was due for a reprint, but weird that it went 20 years without a reprint, and then all of a sudden in the same year it gets reprinted twice. Yes. Um, we also have Mana Drain. Um, I know that's been reprinted before, but kind of maintained its price and was expensive. So yeah, I guess like it's reprinted good that and it's just like $100 again. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't... It's just not ever $100. Yeah. So that's another good one for a mm-hmm. reprint. Um, were there any other, like, super high-dollar cards that you were excited to see get reprinted? Well, I mean, we have it on here. It wasn't super hyped for Dockside Extortionist, but... Yeah. Another one that needed a reprint. It's funny that, like, there's, like, team... <clears throat> team banned Dockside, it's too good. Yeah. And... Uh, now they just reprint it. Now, is Wizards of the Coast uh, above reprinting a card and then two months later banning it for competitive diversity? <laughs> yeah, they are, knows, they are not above that. Yeah. So they could just, like get their money off of you buying your dock sides and then be like, you know, we really thought about it long and hard. We looked at some new data and really think that Dockside has too much of a, a, a metagame share. Yeah, Commander. except before they do that, they'll put it in a secret lair, though. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they'll make sure they get a <clears throat> ring all the money out of it. Yeah. So, do you remember the art for the... Not that you're a huge Commander player, but do you remember the art for the original Dockside? Uh, like yes. Vaguely what it looked like. Yeah, like it's like a close-up of like a goblin. Yeah, like, I mean, he like looked like, hat. you know, somebody working a dock or whatever. Yeah. Both of the new Dockside arts look more like Ragavan than like Dockside, I think. They do? I think so. I believe they, you. They, they just could have been Regavan, I think. Like, if you took the art of either of them and told me it was Regavan, I'd have been like, okay, that's Regavan. you are like, cool, monkey man it is. Uh, yep. I want to look. If I could find it real quick. Uh... <laughs> I don't know, it, if you told me that they like just like cheaped out, and they were like, oh, we were, we were going to reprint Ragavan, but then we changed our mind at the last minute. I'd be <laughs> yeah. like, okay. Just reuse the art. Yeah, like, okay, I'm, 
I, I see. I see how it is. You reuse the art. Like, we already commissioned this, didn't we? Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Goblin, monkey, whatever. Close enough. Yeah, close, close enough. enough. I don't know. It's, um... It is, uh... It would not be surprising. Oh, yeah. He does 100%. He is a monkey. Oh, he's a goblin. I, I, I understand that what you're telling me <laughs> is that he is a goblin. But when I look at him... You see he monkey. is a monkey. Yeah. Like, the other one even kind of has, like... Like, does he have goggles on? Like, what is the little, like, circular thing under his oh, hat? Like, are those goggles? Or is that Maybe. a goggle? Maybe. Yeah. He kind of looks very, uh... He's got some monkey-like tendencies. How about that? For sure. So, speaking of art, um, the new Crucible of Worlds, A+. The full art Absolutely one. gorgeous, yeah. Did you read the flavor text? I did not. So I thought the flavor text was almost as cool as the art. Okay. Um, let me pull it up From here. From dust and light, she coaxed forth an uncorrupted world. By her grace, uh, we dwell here free from suffering. Song of All, Canto 11. So if you look at the art, it's got a bunch of feathers. Mm-hmm. And the flavor text is referencing Sarah. Sarah. I thought that was super cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they still can do cool stuff from time to time, Wizards. Yeah. Every so you often. They did it. They did it. Yeah. yeah. But no, the art is like yeah. really good. It's beautiful. Yes, it is. It is really good. I guess uh, it could, could it also be like a Maria. Mm-hmm. Since oh, like maybe, it's, I guess. Since it's like floating lands. I mean, maybe. Because like Maria protects Zendikar. And like you've got like the floating lands all around. There's not a Hedron to really like. I think let like you know. Song of All was something that used to be in like old flavor text though, I think. You, you very well could be right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just thought it was cool. Yeah, no, it is. It is. I got good. the impression it was Sarah. But I, I, I th- that was my first thought as well with Sarah. Yeah. Super cool though. Uh, um, you one are, more you thing. are correct. So when you put in "Song of All," oh yeah, you you're a, in Scryfall. Mm-hmm, you get a bunch of uh, a bunch of cards from the Urza's block. Yeah. And then like a few other ones. So yeah, I think it's uh, like. Here's a disenchant with Song of All Canto eight eight one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Sarah probably it is. Sarah then. Yeah. In. Um. Wh- yeah. One thing I was surprised at about some of the reprints in Double Masters two is uh, they didn't jack the rarity of Force Negation. I thought for sure that would have been a mythic. Yeah, like I was surprised. Like I almost put in the chat, like, oh my god, Force of Negation at um at rare and then i went and looked i was like well it was a rare before but you're right like well, yeah but... i was i was surprised like i thought it was gonna be a mythic i yeah. thought it was gonna be one of those cards that i'm a mythic because i'm 70 dollars yes yeah. or 50 dollars or whatever it is yep but no they they uh, restrained themselves yep and they were like good on you wizards good on you 
growth. Showing yep. some growth. <laughs> the uh, I think really only one more card that's super notable is uh, Allosaurus Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Was like a hundred dollars from Jumpstart and it's catching a reprint at Mythic, mm-hmm. uh, but catching a reprint. And I think they were pre-ordering around thirty bucks. Okay, that's if I remember not correctly. So way more reasonable than a hundred. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen look gone to see what Force of Negation is right now. That's another one that I'm like, oh, I kind of want that card. Yeah. But I, you know, don't know if I'm you know about that life. Uh, not to sit in a box and not get played. Exactly. Uh, uh, looks like they're about forty-two bucks on Goldfish. I don't know. Uh, they're, yeah, they're forty-three or uh, for the Double Masters and forty-six for the uh, Modern Horizons ones. All right. But like the, the borderless cards, mm-hmm. like the the Force of Negation, is also like a beautiful card. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. They did a nice job. Yeah. They did a nice job on a lot of the borderless cards. It's yeah. weird, though. Like, we've gotten so many borderless cards. It just doesn't mm-hmm. feel like doesn't special feel special anymore. anymore. Yeah, I like, agree. When first happened, I was like, oh, man, this is so cool. And now it's just like, eh. Like, all right, that's fine. Like, whatever. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't have that same, like, feeling. But, like, I'm sure there's someone with, like, you know, sorry to uh, 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 single you out, Commander players, but I'm sure there's someone that's got, like, trying to have all borderless cards in their Commander deck. And they're just I mean, I don't know. Like, some of of these are absolutely beautiful. And Mm -hmm. were I in the market, I would buy them because the artwork is gorgeous. Um, Like, Concordant Crossroads. Mm Mm-hmm. That artwork is absolutely beautiful, and like the borderless fits it well. Um, whereas, like Emil the Blessed, like I mean, the artwork's fine, but it doesn't like super lend itself to being borderless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what do you think about that Emrakul? Uh, gosh, I have to remember. Oh. This looks a lot. It looks a lot like the what was the the RPTQ promo. A little bit. I think it looks like a mushroom. Oh, it <laughs> does totally look like a mushroom. Can totally see em- that. Ember cooled the mushroom. Ember cooled the mushroom torn. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can totally see it being a mushroom. Yep. <laughs> Um, did you see the Aether Vial art? Uh, with Dak? Yeah, super yeah. cool, right? Yeah. Dak like, and the, uh, it's like the masterpiece Aether Vial. Mm-hmm. But Dak's trying to, to steal it. Yeah. Like, stuff like this, like, there are so many times where, like, wizards could, like, lean into, like, the great big, like, history that they have. Yeah. And, like, when I first looked at this, I didn't realize it was Dak. And mm-hmm. then when I, like, when someone mentioned I went back, I was like, oh, yeah, totally a sec. That's really neat. Yeah. Right? Like, it doesn't have to be, like, over the top, hit you over the head. Kind of like the Crucible, where it's like, oh, hey, that's Sarah. Yeah. But the, uh, but then, like, then they just sometimes are just, like, mushroom. Mushroom Emrakul. <laughs> mushroom Emrakul. And you're like, well, I could have done without Mushroom Emrakul. And they're like, too bad. 
Ashen Rider moved down to rare. Wild. Yeah. Did you um I know it's not like a super important reprint, but it's a card that was getting kind of expensive. Um City of Brass. Mm-hmm. Did you look at the arts for City of Brass? Uh I am currently. I thought there was only one, right? Or there are two? There, there's a borderless and a regular. Oh, I, I don't know what the borderless one looks like. I'll have to try to find it real quick. Um, but the art itself isn't anything like super special. I mean, it's pretty, but it's nothing nothing crazy. What I thought was cool, though, is hmm. that both of them are on Kaladesh. Oh. Oh, Okay. Like the second one, the borderless one does look like very Kaladeshi. But I mean, I think the non-borderless one looks more Kaladeshi than than the borderless one. But mm-hmm. yeah, they're both def- definitely on Kaladesh, which is weird. Yeah, like a plane that you know we've only spent like two sets on. I don't know yeah. if anyone's sitting around like waxing poetic for Kaladesh. Yeah, I also didn't know that like it was a twenty dollar card. Yeah, it was getting expensive. Um, it like fixes every mana base in Commander, mm-hmm. and also randomly sees play in like combo decks and dredge and stuff. So I, uh, in I modern like, and legacy, I wish it would have been uh, Mana Confluence. Didn't Mana Confluence just cut your reprint? Did it? I thought, I thought it was. I thought it did. Like it, it's still like fifty bucks. I think. I didn't think it was. Uh, Okay, there is a secret layer one. Uh, but like, oh, there was one in the last Commander Legends, but I yeah. think it was like a it was the buy a box promo, yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's twenty five, so it's come down some. Yeah. But yeah, but like, just like if it, Mana Confluence gets played in like uh, Pioneer, mm-hmm. so like having that card be cheap is probably better yeah, than that's having. True. City of Raspy cheap, but whatever. Seems fine. Yep. I thought it was cool, especially for like the borderless cards, that they brought back some of the OG artists. Like mm-hmm. Richard Kane Ferguson was um he did a bunch of stuff for the original legend set and he has a very like distinctive style that he paints in. Yes. And he did a bunch of cards in this that it, that's pretty cool. Chaos warp. Um, yeah. Um, uh, Grim Flayer, he did. Marchese of the Black Rose. Yeah, like they're very. You're like, they definitely don't look like the way current magic art is done. No, they're super OG magic art. Yeah, or like not even magic art, but like fantasy art. Like that's what fantasy art used to look like. Yeah, like I think that there is. Um, um, it's not a bad thing. I'm not make, making a judgment on it. But like a lot of the art now is done digitally. Yeah, you lose some. You lose something. You you do lose something, and and his art is like, I think very much like I'm doing this like, yeah, old timey style. Yep. And uh, you mentioned Chaos Warp. That that one's not Richard Kane Ferguson. It's that's not? Uh, Phil Foglio. Oh, that's right. Phil Foglio was uh, uh, Sulfurous Springs. Sulfur Spring, a, a bunch of other stuff too, but yeah, yeah. Yep. But it is like the the guy from Sulfur Springs. Mm-hmm. Yep, he has a very distinctive style, also. Yeah, and uh, Doug Schuler actually did Allosaurus Shepherd, and I don't think he's done a, a 
like a new magic card in a very long time. Yeah, I he mean, was one, one of the original magic artists. He did the like the original mountains were Doug Schuler. Mm-hmm. So like that's good. Like I enjoy like like there's so much history, and it feels like a lot of times magic like kind of shies away from that mm-hmm. in attempts of getting like their new audience. Yeah, but like you know when they you know go back to you know an artist or something like that from magic's past like it does give like uh boomers like us like the warm fuzzies <laughs> right it's yeah. like oh dude yeah i remember that that's super cool yeah uh and i was like oh nice i'm glad that that like that that you know people get to have that and be like oh yeah. sweet like i'm so glad that, that that person got to do a card or whatever oh hey uh, speaking of Richard Kane Ferguson, he did the borderless coiling oracle for this set. Oh, he did a. There's a boiling borderless. That's it. There are so many borderless cards now. No. I don't know. Uh, I mean, he did Dragon Lord Jamoka. Yep. Yep. I don't know where the coiling oracle is. I'm like scrolling through. We might. We. I think they're by rarity, so the comments are at the end. Okay, I'm. We might be scry following it here. Uh, oh, sorry. I was on uh, Goldfish. Okay. That's probably uh, better than what I'm doing. But. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, but we. But it, it's nice when they when they do stuff like that. So you ready for my feel bads? What are your feel Speaking bads? Speaking of borderless cards and pretty art and all that okay two of my favorite commanders are in this set okay who are your two for, who, who who are these commanders uh azuri the simic azuri okay uh claw of progress claw or... of progress yeah and sadisi brood tyrant oh yeah, yeah yeah and neither of them got a borderless card who doesn't like sadisi uh savages that's who like i don't know a, a card like that is just like i don't know it, it just feels good mm-hmm. right like it does all of, of the things that are fun yeah it gives you a little bit of value lets you do stuff yeah. yeah it feels good we don't we don't get those anymore nope we don't get like i played my card cool it did its thing Cool. I still lost. <laughs> oh, you still lost. But you did. You, you played your card. I did. How did you lose? Uh, that that happens sometimes. Not in modern no. magic, it doesn't. No, nope. sir. Uh, no. Nope. I played my mushroom Emmercool. I won the game. Shroomacool yep. for the win. <laughs> Shroomacool. <laughs> Shroomacool the Aeon's torn. Done. Uh, so it was a about all I had that was super noteworthy from Double Masters. Did you have anything else that you were excited to pick up? Um not re- like I already mentioned um what's it called? Uh like Alisor Shepherd, which, you know uh We talked about this in the pre show briefly, right? That like yes, there are cards that like three years ago. I'd be like, sweet, I'm going to like spend $140 on Force of Negations. I don't know what I'm so going to use. So that I have them. To, yeah, so that I have them. I don't know what I'm going to use a Force of Negation. 
Right. Right. Like there's part of me that's like, if I'm going to a tournament or if I decide I'm going to like play in a tournament, I will buy my force of negations then. Right. Right. So, but like force food chain, uh, are cards that like, are like cards that I would play, right? Just for so I could cascade into stuff. Also, it used to be that like I'm gonna cascade into stupid stuff was like a fringe thing. <laughs> so like it yeah. was fun because you were doing like the, it could win some games. But you're doing like the weird fringy thing. Now it's like the second best deck in the format. It yeah. loses a little appeal. Mm-hmm. Uh, also like no one told me that. Sensei's Dividing Tops were, like, $33. Like, I have four that I will never use. Like, wh- why? Well, it's because they're banned in every format you would use them in. This is true. Also, Thrumming Stone works in no format and is $30. <laughs> it works in Commander. In, like, one type of Commander deck. Well, it's the only expensive card in those commander decks. I guess. So people are willing to uh, pony up for it. Yeah, it's like, all right, get in there, buddy. Um, yeah, those are basically basically it. Um, there's, I don't know, there's nothing else that, like, I was like, ooh. Uh, now, I think our next topic is uh, uh, the the rarity shifts. Or like our next full topic, and like that yeah. was interesting, like having okay. the cube, and uh, I guess we can like say it here. We'll uh, pump Brad's tires a little bit. Uh, we've been invited to play uh, PDH. Yeah, Popper Commander. Popper Commander. Uh, at some point in the next month or so. So, um, like some of these. They shifted a lot of cards from rare to uncommon mm-hmm. and a lot of uncommons to common. So, and there was a rare to common shift too. Oh yeah, there was. There was. He 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 might end up in the cube. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like there was a lot of shake up in in those kind of formats. Yeah. Which we're talking about how uh like P P D H is kind of interesting because Wizards hasn't decided they're going to design for that format <laughs> and like ruin Yet. it. And like, I feel like now that they know that people enjoy Popper, mm-hmm. they're just like, what if we put a bunch of random uncommons at common? Yeah. That'll shake up Popper. It's yeah. like, shake up, break, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. They're, they're, Six to one, half dozen to the other. Yeah, those are analogous terms, right? Shake up, destroy. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I think the the rarity shifts were interesting, especially if you're like you know playing uh, unsupported formats. <laughs> sure, unsupported. Uh, happily ignored. Oh, I yeah. didn't realize that the Shadowborn Apostle was in in the set for three dollars and fifty cents. Yeah. Savages. Savages. So, like, rarity shifts matter for a couple different reasons. Um, one is what Brian was just talking about. Uh, for you know formats that care about rarity like popper commander or regular popper um the second is for kind of the reason that i mentioned earlier with force negation um sometimes they'll upshift things in 
I, I mean, the only reason to do that is to make money, though, right? Yeah, I don't think there's a reason to move the to move the rarity, like gameplay yeah. wise. Like a lot of times they'll be like, "Oh, it's for limited." And it's like, no, for no, limited. it's not. Um, trying to think of something that like moved, like well, Tarmogoyf was a rare because there weren't mythics. Right. Yeah. And then it was printed at mythic like every time it was printed. Like Snapcaster was a rare in mm-hmm. Innistrad, and then it went to mythic, right? Yeah. Wasn't it a rare in Innistrad? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, usually it's like they'll take the desirable cards and move them to, to from rare to mythic. Yeah. But Make them harder to get drive, drive sales. Um, that's really the only reason I can think of. Like Brian said, sometimes they'll, uh, you know, call it for the limited environment. But, I mean, when you're paying the kind of money you're going to pay for a master's draft, like... I don't think you're really in it for the limited environment. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, if you had a, like, realistically, you're going to do what? Probably one draft, maybe two. So, like, don't tell me that, like, oh, if you had to play against uh, this rare, like, all the time. It's like, I'm going to do two drafts. The odds of me seeing this rare in In either of my drafts is, like, zero. Right, so don't tell me that you like you got oh I gotta make it mythic so you don't have to play against it too much. It's like oh, I don't care. Yep. We would much rather not have this issue of not being able to get the card. Yep. So if those are the only two reasons why rarity shifts matter, um, I don't think it super matters talking about like mythic to rare, or rare no. to mythic shifts. Um, so let's talk about ones that matter. Okay. Um, you want to do Popper Commander first? Sure. All right. So Popper Commander got a few new generals. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, one of our patrons, Brad, who we had on the show talk about uh, Popper, started a new podcast all about Popper Commander. So um, I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but I'm sure if you ask Brad in Discord, he'll give you a link to his show and. I think he actually posted up his show in the chat too, so you can check it out there. Um, but it's a uncommon general, and then the deck is all commons. Um, so Popper Commander cares about uncommon shifts as well. So we had there. There was a bunch of them that got shifted to uncommon. Um, I picked out three that I thought were kind of interesting. Uh, the first is Body Double. Um, do you remember what Body Double does? When it comes into play, you get to make a copy of a creature that is in the uh, graveyard. Yeah. Um, kind of interesting design space. Kind of a neat like theme to build a deck around. The only problem I see is that if you use that as your general, you're mono blue. And blue isn't like primary for self-mill. Like that's kind of a green-black thing. Like blue can do it, but it's not... Mm-hmm. usually not as efficient as green or black. Um, so I guess you would lean a lot more to like looting effects if you're going to do that. Yeah. And is body double just your graveyard or is it any graveyard? I, was, I think it's just your graveyard, isn't it? Uh, I was just looking at it. Um, I think it's just your graveyard. Yeah. I, I do believe that is correct, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, 
I was, I was. Yeah, no, it's any graveyard. Any graveyard, okay. Yeah, uh, but you're not really like filling up your opponent's graveyards either, because blue doesn't kill things. So, um, it's uh, his podcast is super easy to remember. It is the PDH Pod. There you go, the PDH Pod. Yeah. Thank you for looking that up. Sure, I just scrolled through Twitter really quick. Yeah. Uh, so. <clears throat> We, so yeah, that, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I, I don't know what you do with it, but it's I mean, there. Those things are like those things are just fun to have around. Yep. And like, uh, also, again, like, you know, if you have a you know a peasant cube, like we've talked about, like these things are just fun to have like access to, because like that's not an effect that there was at uncommon before this. Yep. I mean, clones in general really aren't An typically uncommon at uncommon, and especially like weird conditional ones. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one I think is super interesting, though, and probably like if I had to guess, really powerful um, in PDH, and that would be Lotleth Troll. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So this is black green for a zombie troll, it's a 2 mm-hmm. 1. It has Trample, and discard a creature card, put a plus one, plus one counter on Lot of Troll, pay a black to regenerate it. Yeah. Uh, so, some graveyard shenanigans, because you're discarding stuff to make them bigger. Mm-hmm. Sticky Threat regenerates. Lots yeah. of opportunity for value there. Yeah. Like, free, free discard outlets are always generally good. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the last one that I thought was super noteworthy was uh, Mentor of the Meek. Um, doesn't see a ton of like constructed play, mm-hmm. but White isn't very good at drawing cards. And White Weenie is, if it's not a tier one archety- archetype, like it's usually hanging out around the fringes. fringes. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of times that deck is built from like commons on commons, like draft chaff. So I would imagine that there's some some decent options for a white weenie deck. Yeah. And now you can have Mentor of the Meek at the helm to uh, draw you into more of your draft chaff white weenies. Yeah, and I mean, uh, like that card, I know it's not played a lot, but again, like five, six years ago, that card was mm-hmm. like respectable. Yeah. Right, like it would, it would see play in like fringe standard decks. Mm-hmm. It would be fine. Yep. So, like, yeah, I think the cards, the card is like object, objectively powerful. Yeah. And in a lower powered format, like, it's no longer rare power level. Like, some of the cards that get shifted, like, especially the uncommons, the commons, you're like, uh, really? But, like, I think Mentor of the Meek is not like a rare power level card in 2022 anymore. No. Like, I don't it think is, so either. What is the. Uh, what is the white vampire? Welcoming vampire? Yes. Right, like, that's what the rare does. Does not have a mana gate? It's gated once a turn. Right. Mentor of the Meek is, like, secretly once a turn because you have to pay two, right? Is it two? (laughs) Yeah, it's two. Yeah, so, like, it's secretly once a turn. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's it's a card that, like, you could definitely go off with. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, like two or three turns with it on the battlefield, and you're feeling yep. pretty good with yourself. For sure. 
And it's in your command zone, so you've always got access to that source of card draw. Always have it. Yep. All right, so the Poppery cards. So these are cards that most of them moved uncommon to common. The mm-hmm. one moved from rare to common. <laughs> All the way down. All the way down, and that was a Dark Dweller Oracle. Yeah. Uh, it's like what one in the red for a 2-2, and you can pay a colorless sacker creature and exile the top card of your library, and you can play it? Yep. Yeah. Um, the number of people who thought that this was Goblin Dark Dwellers getting moved to common. People were like, Dark Dweller? <laughs> I think you. I think you said that. I might have said it. Too. I, I hadn't seen this, and or, uh, I think you mentioned something last week about it, and I was like, "Goblin Dark Dweller." Yeah, yeah, and then like it happened uh, on a stream I was watching. Someone was like, "Goblin Dark Dweller." I was like, "No, no, Dark Dweller Oracle." We've yeah. made this. We've made this mistake before, folks. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, great sacrifice uh, outlet. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's mana gated. But uh, what are you going to do? Super fits into aristocratic type mm-hmm. stuff, though. Let's you draw cards to get like more gas. It's like perfect for that. Yep. Advanced. And then we had, yeah, advanced stitch wing. Do you I remember this know, guy? I, is this uh, one of the like discard return it from your graveyard cards? It, it is. Yeah. Three and a blue for a three, four flyer. Mm hmm. And you can pay two and a blue and discard two cards to return it to the gra- or return it from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Um, I don't know if there's anything cool and popper you can do with this, but I have fond memories of this card. Um, yes. This was in like a super cool like blue black zombie deck in standard back in like shadows standard. Mm-hmm. So I don't like I said I don't know if there's anything cool you can do with it and popper, but. It's a unique effect in a color that typically doesn't get that effect. Mm. Yeah, like, and it's, again, it's fun. Like, it's mm-hmm. a card that you're like, oh, can I break this by getting it out of turn early, getting a 3-4 flyer for three? And or two making cards. use of the cards you're discarding? Or Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, experiment one is yeah. now popper legal? Was this a rare at some point? I swore an experiment uh, was a rare at one point. I don't know. I feel like was it, it was too. Uncommon? It might have always been an uncommon, but we will. Uh, uh, it was an uncommon in Gate Crash. It okay. was a rare as the uh, FNM promo in 2013. Oh. So that doesn't okay. count. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't count. Okay. But Gate Crash, it was an uncommon. And it's been an All uncommon right. since until now. All right. Well, Experiment 1's a cool card. It's a one-mana 1-1 one, one with Evolve, and you can remove counters to regenerate it, remove two counters to regenerate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, I imagine Green Stop, he's uh, a deck and Popper. Um, and this just, it's kind of, fills the same role as, like, Pelt Collector would in, mm-hmm. like, Pioneer, um, where it's a turn one play that grows as the game goes on. Mm-hmm. And is sticky. Like I said, yeah. it regenerates. So. It's not. It's not limited like Pelt Collector to like four. Yeah. But it doesn't have. It doesn't have trample. But no, right. it's it's a really, like it's it can open if that isn't an archetype. People will play around with it mm-hmm. because of this card. Yeah. Because like if green's good at anything, it's it's going like, you know, 
green green for like a three three and yep. then green 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 for like a four four no text mm-hmm. right? that's just like what green does and right. like getting to do that and you're like your one drop becomes a three three like that's mm-hmm. pretty good respectable yes Ah, my boy, is it charm? <laughs> now, I love this card. I don't know if I can name all the modes, but let me try. So it's uh, blue-red for an instant, <laughs> and it has um, counter-target, like, instant or sorcery spell, unless it's an opponent pays, unless they pay two. Okay. Draw, draw two, discard two, and then deal two damage to target creature. Mm-hmm. It is just, like, as, like, as a, like, combo card... It kind of feels like it does everything I want a card to do, mm-hmm. right? When I need it to like be the discard outlet to fill my graveyard, it does that. When yep. I need to kill their one drop because I've got another way to discard or I'm going to die to it, it does that. Mm-hmm. I'm I do my combo thing, and I need to be able to like counter Protect their it. interaction. It does that, like it just yeah. does all the things. Unfortunately, like I love the card. I don't know if it's ever been good. In any deck I've put it in, I always feel like it should be good. <laughs> and I always put it in, and I'm always like, uh, maybe there's something better here. It's kind of like you. most of you probably played with Cathartic Pyre. And mm-hmm. it's like some amount of Cathartic Pyre. Yeah. It's like a little bit better on the uh, draw than discard side of it than discard than draw. And it does a little bit less damage to a creature. But it's like yeah. in, in that general ballpark of, of a card. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have uh, Might of Old Crosa, which I guess I didn't realize wasn't at common at some point. It's had a couple reprints, but I guess they were all at uncommon. I um, guess. This is just like a classic infect pump spell. I would imagine that there's infectors at common. I don't know if infect is a deck or not, but. Uh, Glistener Elf is at common. Oh, yeah, there we go. Um, for those that don't know, Might of Old Cross is a green for an instant. Target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. If you cast this spell during your main phase, it gets plus four, plus four instead. Mm-hmm. So, so, like, you just get to go in hard. Yep. Um, super duper hard. You're just like, yep, mm-hmm. you're dying this turn. <laughs> Enjoy. Yep. Um... So yeah, that that like again will hold up like an infect deck or again like some sort of like mono green uh deck in popper. Yeah. I mean it doesn't give any evasion. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't give trample, it doesn't give like a lot of those spells give hexproof now, so some sort of protection. Um it doesn't do any of that stuff. It's just a bunch of stats for one mana. Um, which is kind of why it fits more to like an infect theme than mm-hmm. just like a combat trick. Um, it's really not a very good combat trick because it's only plus two plus two if you're using it as a trick. Whereas I think you have better options. Like blossoming defense was a common, wasn't it? Uh, I think it's an uncommon. Was it? I'm I'm pretty sure it's an uncommon. Uh, hey, but you have blighted agent at common. Oh yeah, so you, you could just play infect listener elf at common. Uh, give. Okay. Uh, Icker Claw Mirror mm-hmm. as a common, yeah, and then you just are like, okay, cool. Like, then you get, like, you know, 
uh, is Vines is an uncommon, right? I think so. You get Rancor, though. You just said Rancor was at common, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, Vines of Vastwood's a common. Is it? Yeah, like you oh, So you got all like, of, You got most of that deck, eh? Most yeah, of Modern Infect in Yeah, you, Popper. like, legit have most of <laughs> Modern Infect. Yeah. Uh, Mutagenic Growth's a common. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just get to get people. Yeah, you're only missing, like, your mana base and Nobles. Yeah, I mean, Nobles is kind of a... Uh, yeah, Ink Moth Nexus is a big loss. Yeah, it's a big loss. But uh, you can play, like, a reasonable, like, Infect game mm-hmm. and be like, oh, man, you have Blighted River Mamba. <laughs> Problem solved. Problem solved. We did it. We did Blighted River Mamba. Yep. Or Blighted Mamba. We did it. Done. Uh, I will be winning the next Popper GP, I guess. <laughs> I got it. Infecting some fools. Infecting some fools, exactly. Just And, like, also I'd, I'd make sure I got all the printings that, like, didn't have the common mana symbol. Just to screw people. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's legal. Oh, it is. Call a judge. Oh, oh it is. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Believe you me. Uh... Yeah, but, like, I mean, it almost feels like they, you know, with Might of Old Croatia, you get, like, all the pump spells. You have Might and Vines. Like, that's just, like, yeah, everything you could want. So, and, like, isn't, like, Ranger's Guile? Uh, Snakeskin Veil? Wait, Snakeskin Veil's an uncommon, right? Is it? I didn't think it was. Uh, I could be wrong. Nope. Uh, you are correct. It is the 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 strictly better uh, Rangers guy. Rangers is a, is a common. Yep. Uh, I thought so. Maybe I'm used to seeing that. Ah, the mystical archive is an uncommon. Yeah. Yep. There were no common mystical archives, even though there was one in every pack. Yes. Yes, but uh, yeah, like you, you've got a deck. Mm-hmm. You've got eight. You've got eight nerds. You can go up to like twelve, and then a pile of pump spells, <laughs> and you get brainstorm and ponder. Done. Yep. Or ponder and preordain, if you are so inclined. If you're like, I don't want fetch lands, only spell pierce. Spell pierce. Yeah. Like this. This seems like it's a deck. Seems like it is. It got like a major improvement. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it was the stupid like overload card that like made it scale up. Scale up, yeah, that's an uncommon, though, right? That's an uncommon, yeah. Okay, it definitely is. Okay. Uh, so the the time shifted foil a plus, a plus on that. Uh, and then militia bugler. <laughs> uh, bugler. Two and a white for a two three that when it comes into play you look at the top four mm-hmm. and you take like a creature three CMC or less or two power or less or something. Power two or less. Power two or less. Um and put it on the battlefield. Or no, in your hand. In your sorry. hand. Yeah. In your hand. I'm yeah. like, woo. Woo. Yeah. Um like that would be a card printed now. Yeah. Find it, put it on the battlefield. Um 
It was unironically played in Modern Humans. It was. Four years ago. It was. Uh, um, is it like still good enough, though? Isn't like Inspiring Overseer just kind of better than this? Oh, well, Inspiring Overseer isn't a human. Well, I mean, does he, does the fact that it's a human matter for Popper? Uh, probably not. I was saying, like, like I was trying to it. It was powerful enough to get played in modern not too long ago. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know if there's like a human tribal deck in modern. I don't. Or, I don't. I just modern, don't know if in, you in get Popper. like human payoffs. Yeah, like I think inspiring overseer is probably better. Um. If you don't care about the human uh, type, I mean, mm-hmm. there is maybe something to, uh, to be said for being a two-three. Yeah, right. You I mean, get... it's vigilant. Like you're trading vigilance for flying. Yeah, any, uh, but like you know, you don't get like end the festivities. Yeah, and like get all your get your two ones murdered. I mean, it's probably it might be close, mm-hmm. right? Maybe in like the there's like the Boros decks that like you know you play a core skyfisher and you have to pick something up. Yeah. And you're like, okay, yeah, that's well, true. That's a good thing to pick up. I can pick this up and I'll get like you know you stand a better chance of getting gas. Yeah. Right. If you're if you're getting a bunch of like one mana two two flyers, and mm-hmm. you know one mana two mana two three flyers, and stuff that make you pick something up, you're like, okay, I'll pick this up and I'll always air quotes always find a uh, a creature with this yeah so no it's interesting uh and then the big one the big one the biggie monastery swift spear yeah i mean this thing's needed a reprint for every format not just popper but now it's also legal and popper yeah uh this is the best red dra- one drop like it's better than goblin guide right like, I think so, yes. yes. Um, I mean, there's some burn decks that like weren't playing Goblin Guides for a little while, but they were always playing Swift Spear. Mm-hmm. And like the Prowess decks didn't play Goblin Guides, but they always played Swift Spear. So one mana, one, two, Prowess with haste. Yep. Um, like if you're playing burn in Popper or Modern or Pioneer, you're playing or Legacy... You're playing, <laughs> you're playing four monastery Swiss spears. Yeah, for sure. Right, the prowess decks. You're gonna you're gonna get the uh, right. You know, you you have all those stupid one mana, like give your things first strike draw a card, give your things trample yep. draw a card. So you have like all of those to get you through your deck and to get you your prowess triggers. Like yeah. this card is just a house in those kind of decks and probably well, reshapes how good burn is. I know, like, I know Delver's gone through a bunch of bands in Popper, but it's still a deck, right? Mm, it I didn't think, just go away. I don't think so. I think it is still around. Um, I mean, this fits into like a Delver strategy perfectly. Yes, right. Like, if you're only going to have a handful of a bunch of cantrips or whatever, like this pays you off for casting cantrips. Yeah, and if you're only going to have like a handful of creatures. Right, yeah. if you're just gonna have Delver and something, yeah, you um, like this is. I actually don't something. see Delver anywhere, so maybe it was banned out of existence. It may have been. 
uh, I mean, it's, it is legal in Popper, but they did like ban days and, uh, some other cards. So I think like mono blue Delver has become like ninjas or like fairies. Yeah. So I think that like, uh, moon circuit hacker has kind of pushed that out. Mm-hmm. But, Makes sense. But like you might be able to get like a you know blue red delver kind of thing where you have access to delver and bolt and swift spear and then all the cantrips. You lose the free interaction. Mm-hmm. But that's probably fine for a format that's all commons. Yeah. Right? Like you probably don't want, you know, days to be in the uh in the equation. Yeah. But no, I think that it is a, uh, Oh man, what is the, uh, chain lightnings legal and popper mm-hmm. lightning bolt and chain lightning swift spear. And yeah. So there's like a red black, um, burn, burn. Deck in yeah. popper. Like it feels like if you have swift spear, black for bump, um, they're playing like, Oh god, is it Vampire's Kiss? And the one okay. that gives you two tr- uh, gives you two blood tokens. It was yeah. somewhere between like just burn and like madness. It played Kitchen Imp, oh, okay, and things like that. But you know, I think like there's a real strong push to just be like all mountains, chain lightning and uh, lightning bolt with uh, Swift Spear, and. Uh, Fire blast is uh, Oof. is legal and popper. Like you've, we got a stew going here, and it's yeah. like you know, the best one drop of all time with the best uh, three, uh, the best rate on uh, a burn spell of all right. time. It's probably a good place to start your, start your popper deck. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, there wait. were a couple more on this list that uh, I must have had a stroke while I was making my list and didn't include. Because like Cartel Aristocrat is one of them. Yeah, Cartel Aristocrat's one of them. Um, again, if there's some sort of aristocrat style deck that's a, a free sacrifice outlet, like that, and uh, like those are always really good. Yeah, uh, I guess it's three colors. I can't think of another way to do it. But there is a, there was like the red black goblin list that mm-hmm. played Skirk Prospector and uh, think of his name, Putrid Goblin. Mm-hmm. Right. So if there's another way to make it so your Putrid Goblin doesn't get minus one minus one counters. Yeah. Right. You could sacrifice it to Cartel Aristocrat for profit somehow. First day of class. Yeah, well, first day of class, but then you're in three colors. I don't know if there's like a white, like Vizier of Remedies is uncommon. Uncommon, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know if there's anything at common other yeah. than first day of class. Um, but the other card that I thought was interesting that for whatever reason didn't make my list was a tenth tenth district legionnaire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, white red for a two two with haste. And whenever you cast a spell that targets it, you put a counter on it and you scry one. Uh, like this, this is a standard play. It's it occasionally you occasionally run into this deck in Explorer. Yeah, 
it is it is it is a solid card. I think it will like birth an archetype. It might. Right? Like that's just the kind of card that uh like you know, it resolves and you protect it for like two turns and you win the game. And you're in white, so you have the cards to protect it with. Yeah, you you're playing like four gods willings. Yep. And a couple other things. I guess the thing it's missing, I went and checked, Reckless Rage is an uncommon. Oh, like, okay. If they moved Reckless Rage to common, you would yeah. be uh, doing the thing. Mm-hmm. So I guess there is a bit of a saving grace there. Is um that new... I forget the name of it. That new enchantment that gives Menace... And when it connects, you get a treasure. Yeah, sticky fingers. That's a common, right? Uh, that is a common. That is that is a really good call. Like that is a good. That is a great card with that. Yeah. Gives uh, you mana to protect it. Pays you back when it dies. Hmm. Yeah, it does like all the things. Yeah. No, that yep. is a that is a good. That is good. Very very good. Too bad it's not common on arena. Like that would be a heck of a uh, <laughs> a heck of a thing. Yeah. Like that would be. So what's the uh, sticky finger them? <laughs> See that Ew, deck name gross. would be the Sticky Bandit. <laughs> Just Macaulay Culkin. Ah, there you go. <laughs> the Sticky Bandit. Uh No, that's that's really good. I like that. Right, like on turn three, you just like your legionnaire, you stick your finger, you attack, you get the treasure. Mm-hmm. You have if your god's willing, they just lose the game. Yep. And you're like, woohoo. Like, yeah, I'm pretty I'm sure so you smart. just win from there. I am so smart. <laughs> and you'd be super happy with yourself. Um, yeah, no, I I like that. It's good. It's good. Uh, like, I thought Cartel Aristocrat was like really interesting to have at common. Yeah. I didn't know, like nothing jumped to my head as like, Oh, Hey, this is a thing. And we're like going to like, there's a way to break it, but yeah. there's like so many white and black things that just die into, uh, stuff. stuff. Yeah. And I guess the big thing is like your, the blood artist effects are all at uncommon. Right. Right. That's what, like, if you had, you know, blood artist, Zillaport cutthroat, or the, the celebrant. What is the celebrant? The black, white one? Uh, cruel celebrant. Cruel celebrant. Like, if those were common, yeah. then you'd have a deck. Cause is you, uh, then, Bastion of Remembrance uncommon? Uh, I think it is, yes. I am pretty sure. Uh, this 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 episode's hard because we have to like think of cards and then remember their rarities as well. It is it yeah. is an uncommon, right? Like, like it's like I can remember a card, but I'm not always gonna remember the the rarity. But yeah, not something I'm used to remembering. Yeah, but no, that is a but like something like that where you had like that payoff because you have mm-hmm. uh, viscerous here is a common, right? It is. Yep. So like then you have eight uh, sack outlets. They just yeah. don't care. But then well, you I mean, you, you had, I mean, you had a bunch of sack outlets, though, right? You do like Nantuku Husk. 
um, there's another one, Blood Baron. Isn't that just uh, in Tuka Husk, but a vampire? Uh, perhaps. And Carrion Feeder, I think, is a common. Oh yeah, Carrion Feeder. You're right. I guess there are there are more. Well, um, so I, I don't know, like if sack outlets were what that deck was missing. It might just be the payoffs to be black white. Yeah. So I know, but it's interesting mm-hmm. uh, to just have. Oh, so I spelled it blood baron, like blood baron of Zapoco. No, 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 no. It's like baron, B-A-I-R-N. Or yes, something. I found it and it is yeah. just an antico husk, but a vampire. Yeah. But I got, I got the other one first and I was like, he's too good. Not even bring him up. He's too good. <laughs> he is too good. Thank you very much. Yeah. But oh he's man. definitely not a common. Uh, other PDH idea, real quick. Bloodbraid mm-hmm. Elf. Oh yeah, there you, you go. Just... Bloodbraid Elf. Value trade drops. Yep. I'll. I don't know if I'll win. But I will play a whole lot <laughs> seven of mana this worth game. worth of cards on turn four. Every game, yep. it'll be great. So, yeah, like, um, like I am popper adjacent. I watch a reasonable amount of popper content. Mm-hmm. I find the format interesting in that it it's old magic. Right. Right. Where we were talking in the pre-show, like it, it feels like it feels sometimes that like you don't use all the phases in the game, even if you're not trying to. Right. Yeah. You're like, oh, uh, yeah, this is a flying trampling thing. You can't ever block it and you'll die. die. Oh, OK. Yeah. Oh, this is like, oh, I untapped with this enchantment and you're dead. Right. And um, like. Popper feels like, you know, the creatures are good, but they're not like, oh, I played this and I untapped, so I win. Right? It there's like more back and forth. Yeah. And stuff, and it's like, you know, I just hope that we don't lose that, you know, I don't think this set does it, but if they keep like randomly throwing cards in at common. I think you have a lot less chance of something like this doing that than you do modern horizons or fair a horizons product in like in general very true um, i think a lot of the bands i don't follow popper super close i get some news from our friend brad and you know a little bit from uh phil at thraben you mm-hmm. but like that's really the only popper stuff that i keep up with um but it seems like a lot of the bands that have happened lately you know, may not actually be Horizons cards, but are because of Horizons cards. Yeah. I mean, they had the ball, uh, ban, like, Fall from Favor. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Good point. I It's just the only thing that, like, I kind of worry about is, like, oh, are we going to, like, break another format? Yeah. And hopefully the, whatever, the popper, whatever, advisory Pop- committee yeah, or the popper inquisitors uh, <laughs> they uh they they keep things in line but yeah. you know uh hopefully it makes the format more interesting 
and like people have something to brew. Like I think that tenth street, tenth district, whatever it is guys, Legionnaire. Like I think yeah. that card's probably just like healthy mm-hmm. and like fun. Like it's a it's a lightning bolt format. Like he's a two two. Like you've got to like do work. Yeah. Um, but then other times, you know, you just worry about other things where you're like, oh, that was unfun. Yep. But yeah. So there was one more thing we talked about here. Uh, in your uh, about like so we've talked about all the double horizons or what, what double horizons, <laughs> double masters, whatever they are, double masters too, right? Uh, but we'd be remiss if we don't kind of talk about the uh, the elephant in the room that like this set like stepped on Commander Legends too. Yeah, the elephant in the room, man. That's like dead and gone and buried out back at this point. Yeah, it's. Um, so I think we, we talked about this before that, or at least on, on like Twitter, I was talking about it where like, uh, at this point, like, I don't know if like commander legends is selling well at all. Like, isn't like the EV on the box, like 60 bucks or something dumb. At least it was yeah, last it's, week. It's awful. Um, right. and judging by like the prices of the set, um, there can't be any hype for this set. I went through and looked at like what cards are moving in Commander Legends 2 and there's 27 cards that gained value over the last 7 days. Um none of them more than a quarter. That is that only is not f- good. Yeah, only 5 of them moved more than a nickel. So just looking real quick, I sorted by uh, price, mm-hmm. right? Uh, at sixty-one dollars, you have Ancient Copper Dragon. Yep. Right, and then next card is twenty-nine dollars, then eighteen, and the first three are from that Dragon Cycle. Yeah. Right, and then there's a handful of cards that are like double digits. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five six and then we're down to like nine dollar cards yeah and it just yeah it doesn't feel like it just feels like it's a set no one cares about and yeah. I'm, I'm and like i'm not too far I don't know down that, any, that i'm under a dollar yeah i don't know that anyone cared about it when it released i agree i like they did themselves no favors that the commander product was actually the card the set after the commander product. Right. Right. Because they could have printed manage rain and dockside extortionist Mm -hmm. and a number of cards that while not dungeon and dragons per se could be generic fantasy enough that they could have been in the set. Yeah. Right. Like maybe you can't do like a, um, uh, what's it called? A, uh, Bellasaurus uh, Shepherd. Yeah. Like something like Dramoka. You can't do yeah. Dramoka. He doesn't fit or she doesn't fit. Right. But there's a number of things you could have done that are like magic cards that are also, uh, generic to like make commander players excited about this product. Mm-hmm. Cause it just feels like people are like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. So, funny thing, I sorted by week. Uh, 
the the biggest mover that increased by twenty five percent. What is it? No, I have no idea. Black Dragon Gate, the common black gate, <laughs> is up to thirty five cents. It went up seven Ooh. cents. Oh man! And then the next thing is an uncommon. Uh, and then the next thing, going up twenty percent, Manor Gate, the green gate. Yeah, so nobody's buying this stuff. Then the red gate is next. <laughs> so people are buying them for their Golos Gates deck. Mm-hmm. And then another common. Uh, you have no max hand sides. Tap, add one man of any color for three. Then Mind Stone. Yeah, like, and then another gate. Yeah. Like, that's absurd. The first rare... No, yeah. The first rare... Uh, is like 10 cards down and it went from 90 cents to 94 cents oh man who 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 doggies and like i know that it's common for cards to uh you know kind of trickle off after a set releases and especially when another set releases this close to the previous set but for there to be no cards moving more than a quarter like that's nobody's buying this stuff yeah, no one cares. Like, there's no chase card. I mean, there is. Like, it's the red mythic dragon. I mean, but... if it was truly a chase card, the price would be going up, not down. Fair. But there's just no... There's no excitement, right? The set yeah. came out, and then immediately they were like, hey, guess what? Uh, here's a set that's better for you as mm-hmm. a commander player. Like I said on Twitter, like if you were, if you had a hundred dollars, right, and you only had a hundred dollars to spend on Magic this summer, mm-hmm. would you buy a box of Commander Legends, or would you buy a Dockside Extortionist that you've wanted for three years or two years or whatever, and right. then another card, right, right, like a Crucible of Worlds, or right, like you're gonna buy the Dockside, yeah. Right? Like that, like, so it doesn't make any sense. And Wizards is kind of like, you know, a combination of Wizards and COVID has like injured the like LGS play scene, it seems. Mm-hmm. And so who's drafting this? Nobody. Yeah. So, like, yeah, there's no, there's no one. This set is for no one. Like, this set is just not for me, it's for no one. <laughs> not for anybody. Yeah. Like, they needed to put, like, like a month between this set and, like, spoilers for uh, Double Masters. It's just, it's so weird the way they did it. Like, not only are we not getting, like, a true summer set, but we're not getting anything for another two months. Like, this is going to come out, and then there's two months before the next set comes out. Yeah, what Why is... would they push these, like, so tight to each other? Yeah, because, like, Double Masters doesn't come out until August, right? Double Masters 2 comes out uh, July 8th. Okay, so okay, it's at least like... But they could have like pushed that back a little bit and given the Commander Legends set room to breathe. Yeah, if they if they pushed it back like another three weeks and made it release like the end of July or August, then there'd be you know, another five, six weeks until September when the next set came out. Yeah, I don't understand it, man. But yeah, yeah, it does it does feel bad. 
It does feel bad. I, I don't know what their big plan is. I can't imagine that with the pace of releases that we've had, they're just going to like take two months off. Yeah, I they're they're not going to. They will find something. Yeah, they're in search of something. Double secret lairs for double masters too. Yeah, they're double secret. Two a week, every week, until the next set comes out. Do it. They're like, oh, great, thanks. Do you see? There was a thing today. Uh, I forget if it was an email or like a social media post that the Warhammer 40k is Got getting pushed back. Pushed back, yeah. Like, a lot of stuff's getting pushed back. Yeah. Like, I mean, that hasn't even, like, been spoiled yet, and they're already pushing it back. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're probably planning to start spoiling it next week. So Probably. Oh, yeah. That was probably what they were going to do. Yeah. It was probably that set was going to come out, and then they are going to start spoilers for the Warhammer thing, because that's the August thing, right? I think so. All right. It was. It's it not anymore. It was August thing, yeah. Now that it's October? going to do, yeah. So, hmm. fun times. Yeah. All right. I wonder if they had to push it back so they could use that print time to do the, uh, the secret, secret Lair Commander decks. That they didn't get done, maybe. Maybe because, I mean, you would think it would be a similar print process since they're both yeah. Commander products. Yeah, and they'd have to be printing them now. Mm-hmm. Because so. they're supposed to come up soon-ish. August or September, I think. Yeah. It'll show up at my door at some point. Yep. So, all right. With all of that, I think we have a show. We have a show. So, again, if you have any, like, sweet, sweet ideas, please um, get at us and let us know um, what you want us to talk about. All of our social media links are in the description below. So, please reach out and give us some suggestions. Yeah, let us know what you want to hear about. It's no fun to just talk about whatever's on our brains because... I think you know our opinions. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Links in the description, uh, all our social media, link to Discord's down there too. Um, if you guys want to help support the show, we would really appreciate it if you purchased your singles from TCG Player using our affiliate link, uh, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Follow that link to TCG Player. Anything you purchase will help support the show. If you guys want to support us a little bit more directly, you can head on over to patreon.com slash casual tryhardmtg, chip a couple bucks in, get access to our pre-show, access to our show notes, and get put on my mailing list for when I have cool stuff to send you guys. Um, and it's always we have our turn stuff. Yeah, we have our tournament coming up, so make sure you check that out over on MTG Melee. Uh, should be towards the end of July. I think it was Saturday, July 23rd. Um, mm -hmm. 8 p.m. East Coast time, best of three, standard artisan. And also roundabouts the end of July. We haven't set a super firm date yet. Make sure you check out Brad's uh, PDH stream that we'll be guesting on. Look so that'll us. be fun as well. And I, I'll post the uh, date that we do that as well once Sounds once good. we nail it down. Look at us going on different media. We're, we're so doing We're so doing it, man. Yeah. We Called are doing it. Collaboration. Collaboration. That's what it's all about. That's right. All right. So with that, we'll catch you on the internet. We'll catch you on the internet.